Jesus says, and other sheep I have which are not of this fold. We are of the other fold. Gentiles, we are from that other fold. Notice what God says. Them must also I bring, and they notice, they will hear my voice. The Jews who had everything given to them, the very word of God, the oracles of God, they rejected their Savior, but Jesus said, there's, there's another group, another fold, that I'm going to bring into the fold, and they will hear me, they will listen to me, and they will obey me. Welcome, everyone, to Truth in Christ Radio, a Bible-teaching radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Rochester with senior pastor and teacher Rob Kellogg. Jesus, the Good Shepherd, says, And other sheep I have which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. These other sheep are Gentile believers, not of the fold of Israel. Jesus said that he must bring these sheep also, who would also hear his voice. A fold of sheep is a part of the flock in its own structure and enclosure. A shepherd might separate the sheep into different groups to care for them better. There is one flock and one shepherd, but Jesus calls his sheep from more than one fold. Now let's join Pastor Rob with today's lesson. Part two of a message of of the good shepherd. We know that Jesus is the only good shepherd. And I want to encourage you today, as before we get into this, I want you to just, as we're, just for a few minutes while I'm sharing with you and reading the scripture to you before we actually get into it, just, just take a glance at this picture. Because <laughs> it's really just a scene of a, a pen, which is very common in Israel back at, the, at that time, and they even use them today, and where the sheep can go in and they can find comfort and they can find uh, protection And I think it's probably true for all of us this morning, because I find myself in the same position. Have you found yourself distracted lately? (laughs) I was a little heavy this morning when I first started the announcements, because it is something that's heavy on my heart, because I find that not only myself, but I know that many of you are struggling with what is happening in our world. And it is very disconcerting, there's no doubt about it, because we've never been here before. We've never been here before. We've never been through the COVID thing. We've never been through that to this extent. And we certainly haven't been through what is occurring in our world right now. And yet the Bible tells us, and aren't you glad that Jesus is the good shepherd? Because he told us in advance of these things that are coming. So it ought not to surprise us. Don't be surprised with what you see happening in the world. These things are just going along as God had intended Not as he intended, but as he knows, and he foretold us. Remember when we were in the book of Revelation during that whole dark period of the COVID year? (laughs) We were going through the book of Revelation, and that was no mistake. And that wasn't planned by me, by the way. It wasn't. We were just going systematically through the scriptures. And it just so happened (laughs) that when that whole COVID thing hit, 
and everything started to change, we were going through the very book that I think God, now looking back, wanted us to be in because he's saying, prepare yourself. Prepare yourself and don't be afraid. Do not let fear dominate you, whether with the virus or the things that are going on in our country. Do not let fear take control of you. There's no need to fear. In fact, that's why he gave us. He told us these things in advance so that we wouldn't fear. See, that's what a good shepherd does. A bad shepherd wouldn't tell you of things that are coming. Because if he was a bad shepherd, he probably wouldn't know anyway. But God is all-knowing. He's omniscient. He knows all things. He's omnipresent. He's omnipotent, all-powerful. Only he alone can tell us what is happening or what is going to happen in the future And he does that, why? So that we would be settled as much as possible. Think of what life would be like if you were going through what we're going through and you had no idea the end game. Seriously, think of those unbelieving family members and friends that you have that are going through what we're going through right now and they have no no anchor. They have no anchor whatsoever. And so they're completely blind to what's happening because it's spiritually discerned, isn't it? And it's spiritually discerned because this tells us. And you have to have the Spirit of God in you shows you these things. Isn't that one of the jobs, if you will, of the Holy Spirit, to show you things to come? That's what he's doing, folks. He's showing us. The Lord is showing us. And be encouraged in that. Don't be discouraged and don't be fearful. No, don't be fearful. Please. And many of you are. And you know, honestly, myself, I had been. And there are times that I get really frustrated because, again, not having ever been in this place before, it's hard to see my country that I love. And again, we're Christians first, then I'm an American second. But I'm a Christian living in America. Ought I not to be concerned about my country? I love this country for the principles that were were established long ago. It's not a perfect country, and there is no perfect country. There's no perfect church. This church isn't perfect. I'm not perfect. There's only one that the Bible tells me who is. And that's Jesus. Right? Remember that. But some of us have been let off course. Some of us have been walking outside of the fold and walking out into the desert. And we have no idea where we're going. Even as Christians, we can be in that place of being completely rudderless out there in the sea, trying to figure out where, what's going on. And folks, listen, now, like I said before, is a time that we need to be in this. We need to be in the Word of God. God has never lied to you. This is His Word. It's perfect. The Scripture is inspired by God. It is immaculate. The translations, eh, they got a few issues, but you know what? It doesn't deter from the truth and the main doctrine of the Bible. But the original manuscripts were flawless, inspired by God. Do you believe that? Thank God. (laughs) Thank God you do. But you can turn to the Word of God. Turn to it and then be prayerful. Be prayerful unlike you've ever been before. Seriously, draw near, draw close. Get into the fold and buckle down and get ready. Because God is on the move. And you may think that things are falling apart, but like the song says from Casting Crowns, they're falling into place. They really are falling into place. So be incredibly encouraged. I am so privileged to live in this time in history because you and I, the church, we have this great mandate from God to go out into all the world and to share the gospel with all every creature, with every person, regardless of their color, regardless of their, 
their persuasion, regardless of whatever sin issue they're, they've got. They, they could be a serial killer. It doesn't matter. Do they, do they need to hear the gospel? Does anybody, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter whether you're Republican, Democrat, or Independent. It doesn't matter what you are. You need to hear the truth and the love of God. That's the only thing that's going to set you free, you see. It's the only thing that's going to bring us to glory. The gospel, the good news. It's good news because I deserve hell. By the way, you do too, no offense. (laughs) That's a great message. Repeat that, please. Right? No, it's true. We deserve that. But guess what? That's not what's going to happen to you, Christian. You know why? Yes. For God has not appointed us, the church, to wrath, but to obtain what? Salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. That's, what's, that's his desire. And guess what? It's his desire, and guess what? It's going to happen. He has not appointed you to wrath. That doesn't mean that you're not going to go through some difficulties. It, not, it doesn't mean that you're, going to go through the, that you're not going to go through a crucible of sorts, but you are not going to see the judgments that are coming upon the world yet. And the Bible tells us, didn't we look at that at Revelation 6 through 19? Until Christ returns for the church in the rapture, there is going to be a, a time coming unlike any other time. And you have to be prepared. You have to be born again. Because only the church is leaving this earth when Jesus calls her the bride of Christ. We will be lifted up off this earth, translated These old bodies, this mortality will put on immortality. This corruption will put on incorruption. We will receive a new resurrected body like Jesus' body when he rose. And guess what? There's a man in heaven right now with the scars in his hands, and he is coming back. He told us the promise. He says, I go to prepare a place for you that where I am you might also be. Do you believe that? You must believe that. That's why Jesus said to Nicodemus, a very religious man, there's a lot of religious people in the world that think they're doing okay, and we're going to be looking at that here today. A lot of people think, well, I go to church, I do this, I do that, I wear the robes, I say the, you know, I I get out my beads and I pray the rosary and all that. It doesn't matter. Listen, if you don't know Jesus Christ, you're wasting your time. You're wasting your time. He wants you to come to him. He is the good shepherd. He is the one. He is the door. And there's only one way of admittance inside that sheep pen that God has called us to. There's only one way, and it's through the door. And Jesus said, I am the door. What did he say in John 14, verse 6? He says, I am the way, the truth. I am the only way, literally is what it means in the Greek. I am the only way. I am the only truth. I am the only life. And no one comes unto the Father except through me, he said. That's what he said. And Jesus now, as we're looking at this, beginning in verse 7 in John, chapter 10, Jesus had just healed a blind man, you remember. He had just healed a blind man. And the Pharisees were all upset because he did it on the Sabbath. He healed the man. And Jesus upbraided them for their hardness of heart and their unbelief. And Jesus said to them, and I'm just going to back up here in uh, chapter 9 and verse 39. He says, For judgment I have come into the world, and those who do not, that those who do not see may see, and that those who see may be made blind. And then some of the Pharisees who were with him heard these words, and they said, Are we blind also? And Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would have no sin. But now you say, 
We see, therefore, your sin remains. The Pharisees, the scribes, they were supposed to be the under-shepherds of the great shepherd. And that's why Jesus had such a hard time with them, because their role, their purpose in Israel was to lead people to Christ, to lead them to their Messiah, who had been foretold hundreds of years, even a couple thousand years in advance, even at that time. They were supposed to be pointing them, the people to him. And instead, they were getting rich, and they were doing their own things. Self-righteous hypocrites they were. We see that in the world today, even in the church. Self-righteous hypocrites. But Jesus wanted them to come into the fold. He wanted even the Pharisees and the scribes. He made them accountable by saying what he is saying to them now. Because notice, there's a chapter break here right after what I just shared with you, right? Unfortunate, these chapter breaks. These were put in by the translators, okay? But if you remove that chapter 10 and the heading of Jesus, the true shepherd, the narrative continues. And this is history, not just a story, right? So he said that to them, and he says, Most assuredly, I say to you, who does, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, notice, but climbs up some other way, and that can be world religions, You try to climb up some other way, listen, you're not going to make it to heaven. I don't care who you are. I don't care who it is, what guru in the Middle East who's folding his legs in lotus position. It doesn't matter. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And I'm not afraid to say it, are you? He said to them, he said to the scribes and the Pharisees, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not climb does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way. The same as a thief and a robber, but he who enters in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice. I love that. (laughs) And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow, for they know his voice. Do you know the voice of Jesus? It's a still, small voice. It's not a condemning voice. I felt like as we were worshiping this morning, I felt like we were just being dipped in a stream. Just the peace was so wonderful. He leads us beside, you know, into the green pastures, beside the still waters. That's what he does. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Are you following Jesus? Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. And Jesus used this illustration, but notice, they did not understand the things which he spoke to them. Do you remember a couple weeks ago I shared with you a short little video snippet of a, uh, a shepherd looking for his lost sheep? And it was really touching. Honestly, I, I wept the first couple times I, I watched it. But it was a sheep out in the, out in the desert, and, and, and they showed it. You know, it was a, a real thing. And the sheep was wandering out in the desert, very scared. It was moving here, going, you know, trying to figure out where to go. And then you could hear the voice of the shepherd off in the distance, making a peculiar sound that the sheep would know. The sheep knew the voice of the shepherd, and the sheep knew that specific sound because often shepherds will have a, an individual sound for an individual sheep. He knows the sheep, and the sheep knows the shepherd. What a communion, what a unity, what a beautiful thing. And see, that's what God wants for us. He knows you more than you can possibly know. But the thing is, is do we know him? And see, that's where our part of it comes in. We got to know him. We have to know him and get to know him, get to know him better. Be in his word, get commentaries, do whatever you got to do, but get into the word of God 
and pray like you've never prayed before and say, God, change this old wretched heart of mine. Does anybody have a wretched heart? Raise your hand. Oh, I'm so glad that none of you raised your hand. No, I'm only kidding. (laughs) No, we all do, if we're honest. (laughs) And that's a prerequisite, by the way, to being born again. You have to know that you have a wretched heart. Then you can be admitted into the pen. And let me just say that that pen is the kingdom of God, in a sense, symbolically. There's no other way to get there but through him. It's open to everybody. Because here's the deal, folks, and I'm way off course here, but I don't care. I'm just going with this. (laughs) There's no one else. And here's the difference between world religions and Christianity. Every guru, every founder of any any, any, uh, cult or any other world religion, they've never claimed to die for the sin of man. They've never claimed to die for sin. In fact, sin is something they don't like to talk about because how do you attract believers when you, when you, when you tell them, hey, you've got a sin issue. You're born with sin, right? Nobody likes to hear that. They don't talk about that. But Jesus is the only one who says, I paid the price for your sin. Yes, we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But he paid the price. He's the only one who has paid the price. Joseph Smith never paid that price of the Mormons. He never paid the price. Charles Taz Russell from the Jehovah's Witnesses, he never paid that price. Allah, a moon god, that's literally what his name name means, he never paid the price. Buddha never paid that price. There is no one in history that has paid that price but Jesus Christ. That is why it's so important that we come into him in his fold. And guess what? He's not like you know, he's not mad that, that you don't come to his, be a part of his group. See, Islam, they will, their, their worshipers will kill you if you don't, because you're an infidel, and you've got to come to them if you're not part of their fold. But they don't talk about sin that much. They certainly don't have a sin bearer. They hope that they can make it to heaven. But God says, I've, I've paid the price. But no one has the claim that we have that God has told us concerning himself. And only God can pay the price for sin. And Jesus, the word of God become flesh, who dwelt among us, he is the one who paid the price. Holy God paid the price for sinful man. No one else has ever done that. Ever. Ever. And notice, let's go on here. It says, Then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep, and all whoever came before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not hear them notice. And I am the door, he says the second time. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved. Notice that. And will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I have come that they may have life. Notice that. And that they may have it life more abundantly. And here's the first mention of, I am the good shepherd, Jesus says. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming, leaves the sheep and flees, and the, whole, and the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. But notice the second time and the last time Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. 
and I know my sheep, and am known by my own. Hallelujah. (laughs) I love that. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep, notice this. Is there anybody this morning here who's Jewish? A couple, right? The rest of us are, guess what? Gentiles, right? Jesus says, and other sheep I have which are not of this fold. We are of the other fold. Gentiles. We are from that other fold. Notice what God says. Them must also I bring, and they notice, they will hear my voice. The Jews who had everything given to them, the very word of God, the oracles of God, they rejected their Savior, but Jesus said, there's, there's another group, another fold, that I'm going to bring into the fold, and they will hear me, they will listen to me, and they will obey me. And I must bring them, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. That's the church made up of Jew and Gentile. Therefore my Father loves me, because I lay down my life, that I may take it again. Is, was Jesus' life taken from him, or did he willingly give it up? He willingly gave it up. That's what the Bible says. He willingly went to the cross. So no one takes it from me, Jesus says, but I lay it down of myself. Notice, I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it again. This commandment I have received of my Father. Therefore, there was a division again among the Jews because of these sayings. And many of them said, He has a demon and is mad. Why do you listen to him? Others said, These are not the words of a one who has a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? And the obvious answer is no. All the devil can do, all a demon can do, is destroy. That's all they can do. That's all that they do, is destroy. They're bent on it. Now it was the feast of the dedication in Jerusalem, and it was winter, and Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch, and then the Jews surrounded him and said to him, How long do you keep us in doubt? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Had he been telling them all along? Hasn't it been fairly obvious, all the miracles? Even before Pilate, before he was crucified, what did Pilate say? Are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus said, you said it. Yeah, I am. I am the Messiah, the king of the Jews. They all knew, but what they wanted to hear, what they really wanted to hear was Jesus to stand up on a megaphone with a megaphone on top of the Empire State Building and say, I am God! And then they would pick up stones and stone him to death. That's what they wanted. But all of his life just oozed the very power of God. It was fairly obvious. There was no, there was, there was no reason for them not to understand. He was very clear with them in his life and in his words. And they said, if you are the Christ, tell us plainly. And Jesus answered, I've told you and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But you do not believe because you are not of my sheep. As I said to you, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And I will give them eternal life, notice. I will give them eternal life. And they shall never perish, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has, who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my hand and out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. I like that. I and my Father are one. Do you have assurance this morning? You do. That's all the time we have for today, but please join us next time as Pastor Rob continues our study in the book of John. 
Calvary Chapel of Rochester is located at 2503 Browncroft Boulevard, Rochester, New York, 14625. You can reach us at our church office between 9 a.m. and 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, at area code 585-586-3140. If you would like to have an audio CD of today's message mailed to you in its unedited form, simply mention today's date when contacting our church office You can also contact us via the web by logging on to www.calvaryrochester.com. There you will be able to access a number of useful things such as information concerning our beliefs, our ministries, contact information, our location, service times, and much more. You can also download or listen to the radio and sanctuary messages free of charge from the teachings link at the top of the page. To listen to Calvary Chapel of Rochester's sanctuary messages or Truth in Christ Radio on your mobile device, just subscribe to both through Google Podcast or Apple Podcast. You're also invited to join us on Sunday and Thursdays through live streaming of our services and Bible studies. Just click on the online services link on the website. We're so glad that you could join us today. And if there is any way that we can bless you with your walk with Jesus Christ, please don't hesitate to call our church office. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And for this cause, I have come into the world that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. May God bless you in abundance today as you walk with him. And until next time, this has been Truth in Christ.